Welcome to the Language 180 podcast, where we talk about gospel fluency across cultures. Today, we get to hear from my wife, Jen, who talks about a concept that we refer to as overflow, what it means to abide in Christ, and in the overflow of that, discover wonderful opportunities to share the gospel with those around us. Hey, Jen, good morning. It's, morning. it's so good to be able to just grab a cup of coffee with you and hear you share about what's deep on your heart when you, when you think about cross-cultural ministry, you know, is it, for you, I, I've never sensed, you know, as we've spent all of these years together in ministry, that it's been about the language, you know, but you've got great language and you've, you've shared the gospel and you've discipled people wherever we've been. And it's just been wonderful to see, but I'm really wanting to hear you just share about what that deep, profound essential is. Like if there's anything that you would want us to hear, what would it be? And just talk about um, talk about that from the beginning. Like, what was it like when you when you just entered into that cross cultural ministry world, and and how God spoke to you um, to help you kind of help shape your perspective on on just like what is what is it that is so important and essential for you to just keep your your heart around and your mind around? Can you just share from from your experience? Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I'm honored that you would ask me. Thank you. Um, you know, when we uh, when we met, I was already heading um, to the field, and um, the Lord had already been working in my heart since college about that. And so when we met and we were both heading that direction, um, that was an exciting time for both of us, <clears throat> as well as being married and just a sweet sweet first year before we headed overseas and when we got to the field I was pregnant with our first child and I was sick all day long as you remember and so when we got there and there were new smells new experiences new food it was a lot for me to take in and so I think it was the second night we were in in country and um, I had gone to bed just talking to the Lord and, and crying out to Him just for clarity and to make sure we were, you know, we were heading in, in His direction, whatever His heart was. And so I went to sleep that night and had a dream. And I heard someone calling me in the dream. I was standing out in a big field and I heard Jen and I heard this voice calling me. It was a very wooing voice calling me, and I couldn't see anybody, and I realized the voice was coming from the sky. And so I looked up into the sky, and there was a um, Native American sitting on his horse, on a white horse, and he had this headdress on that went, it was just full of feathers and went all the way back down the back of this horse. And I knew that this was the chief of chiefs. He was the the chief. And so he kept calling my name. I couldn't, he was asking me something, but I couldn't understand what he was saying. And then he came with his horse and was uh, sitting on the horse in front of me and in the field. And I looked up at him and he was still calling me Jen. And he was asking me something at that time. I began to understand what he was saying. He was asking me, do you know your purpose? And as he asked me, he would pause and look at me, and I began to wonder, do I know my purpose? And I thought, do I, do I know my purpose for my life? And I thought, I don't. I, 
I don't know my purpose. And I looked up at him and he, he got off his horse and came in front of me and took me by the shoulders, held me by the shoulders. And he asked me again, Jen, do you know your purpose? And it was such a kind, wooing voice. And I just began to weep. I was like, I don't know my purpose. Please tell me my purpose. And he said, your purpose is to love me with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. And then he just embraced me. And that morning I woke up and I went back to Deuteronomy 6, where it is the first commandment is to love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, and and your mind. And that was a confirmation for me that it was the Lord speaking to me because it agreed with scripture. It drew me into his presence. And, and that was just a sweet response from him to the cries that had been crying out. And that perspective began to shift um, my life focus on the field. And we were driving a couple of weeks later to meet some team team members and I was reading in Revelation and um, reading about where Jesus will return and on a white horse and um, then on his thigh will be written Lord of Lords and King of Kings and it was another confirmation for me that the dream was from him and and so you know even to this day um, I refer to that dream because it was such a pivotal time for me to know my purpose and to know that that is each one of our purpose on this earth. His his people, he desires us to love him with everything within us. And, and throughout scripture over and over, he says, seek me with all of your heart and you will find me. And he peels back scripture and, and his word to us is constantly this invitation to go deeper with him, to seek him. In Jeremiah 33, 3, he says, um, call to me and I will answer you and I will show you things that you, that you would not believe, things that would amaze you. Just that, that constant invitation to walk deeper with him, to walk in this love relationship with him. Well, so you're talking about this, this deeper walk with God, this sense of really knowing uh, your purpose to love him in you know with all of your heart soul mind and strength and and as you have kind of walked in that in deeper and and and, and uh, you know more intimate ways with God how has that affected your your ministry I've heard you use the term overflow uh, can you just talk about that like from the perspective of of your 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 walk with Christ abiding in in Christ as you've been describing and how that has affected your your ministry uh, to those around you, to lost neighbors as you've interacted with them, to discipling new believers? Uh, what, what does that look like for you? Well, that, that's a big question. <laughs> and, uh, well, definitely, you know, my heart is to live in um, that deep relationship with the Lord. And so in, uh, throughout, through worship, in worshiping him and it constantly takes my my eyes and my focus to look at him and um who he is his majesty and his glory and then 
to be able to have this conversation with him through prayer, um, with Almighty God in his presence. And he invites us into this um, friendship and relationship with him and peeling, you know, opening the word to hear who he is and what his perspective is, to get to know him. Um, and as we do that, you know, that transformation happens within us to change us, <clears throat> to reflect him and be more like him. And so then in my conversations with people coming out of that intimate time with the Lord in the morning, or whenever I've been able to have that time in the day, then that overflows and that naturally will come out in conversation. It will come out in in that um, friendship and relationship with neighbors and and um, and so that that is the overflow of being in being in his word but also in in his presence and his in conversation with the Lord where when I talk with my neighbors that conversation with the Lord is continuing and that is the overflow the overflow of how he shifts my perspective through his word bringing me bringing my perspective into alignment with his perspective and then that becomes the overflow it's you know in Ezekiel he talks about it where the you know, the river flows from the throne. And as we go deeper and deeper with him um, in his presence and in the relationship and that transformational process with the word in our lives, um, that automatically overflows to those around us. And, and in Ezekiel, it says it brings life where there is no life. There's growth and flowers and trees that will will grow up in places where you know, there should be no life, referring to the Dead Sea in that passage, that there's no life there. It's it's all dead, and yet the overflow of his presence brings life. I love hearing you describe that sense of overflow. It feels like, or it's, I, I understand that that is so um, a much a part of, of how you're discovering your purpose, mm-hmm. that it's, uh, you know, it's your relationship with with Christ and and abiding in Christ and and you see that um, you know that overflow in in the the fruitful ministry that you've been able to to see God uh, work in your life but through your life in the lives of, of neighbors and and uh, and just those around you who God brings into your life um, can you share um, how that happens how that works in your life specifically maybe how you know through just abiding in in Him and and uh, just reading His Word. And, and through prayer, how God has awakened your soul and, and, and your awareness to, um, to what he's doing uh, in, not just in your life, but in the lives of those around you and how he's, he's just prompting you to respond, to share your faith and how you have responded uh, in, in ministry opportunities. Uh, yeah, through a deeper awareness or maybe awakening uh, as you spend time in his word and in prayer. Sure. Uh... Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like I'm just at the the beginning. I feel like I have so much more to learn and to grow in. But I, you know, I have seen in spending the time with the Lord in the morning, I have to obviously have the language to be able to communicate and to communicate clearly um, 
what I want to share and in the relationship with my friends. And so I have to have that good, you know, language to communicate. But if I'm just communicating words and if I'm just, you know, communicating uh, out of a knowledge base, I'm not allowing the Lord to interact with the conversation in a sense. And what I love is when the Holy Spirit speaks through you within the language that you've learned to really, you know, he's the one that takes root and plants seeds and changes people's perspectives. He's the one that turns the lights on. And so when we can communicate out of that overflow, um, it's so wonderful to see him step in and change the conversation. He's the one that um, deepens the conversation. And I've definitely seen that come out of prayer and really laying things before him. And just in the morning asking him for, Lord, bring those in my path who are hungry for you, those who have cried out to you, those who want to know more. And highlight those relationships for me and then praying specifically for people that I know and it's amazing how I will run into people during the day and talk to people and then begin to realize um, there was one specific day where I had done that that I'll never forget and there were three women that I had been praying for specifically and that day I ran into those three women and had a conversation with them. And then it opened a door for tea. It opened a door to go by and talk with them on a deeper level. And it just was so sweet to me to see our relationship with God. He's not a distant God, but he does answer prayer. And in this relationship with him, where we're wanting to reach out to people and share the gospel with people, that is so much more his heart. And so in our interaction with him and inviting him into our day, then he begins to open up those opportunities. He begins, he, he makes those connections. And lots of times I'm just not awake enough spiritually to recognize that is the hand of God. That person that I ran into, that actually the Lord had made that appointment. And during the day as I'm going, you know, throughout my day, someone's name comes up on my mind. Uh, that's not a random thought. The Lord is wanting me to intercede for that person. And so there's this relationship of I'm walking with my Heavenly Father and and He's working through me if I invite Him into my world, if I invite Him into my day and the conversations. He awaits that invitation and then He acts. And then I need to look for it. You know, lots of times I'll ask him and then I'm kind of blurred out and I'm not expecting him to respond. But if I go then throughout my day and I'm looking for his response, I've just been amazed at how he, you know, I shouldn't be amazed, but he, he, he responds. He hears us. And to see him then bring about those conversations with people that are hungry to hear from him and to know that. He'll use what he's been sharing with me and teaching me in my own life to then 
open doors in in their hearts and that is so encouraging and exciting to me to be a part of yeah that's really amazing to hear you describe how god works you know your relationship with him uh, that is so um so wonderful and amazing you know what he's doing in your life but also how he's making you more aware uh, through that you know anticipating uh, those gospel opportunities that you have with people because you know he's working in their lives too and he brings you into those amazing fruitful encounters uh, thanks for sharing this this i think is so helpful and encouraging for for us all to hear is there anything else uh, that comes to mind that from what we've been talking about that uh, that you'd like to share before we before we wind up i think just the encouragement of um as we walk with the Lord, that He is faithful and He is good and He will, he will respond, He will uh, lead us and, and there's this sweet sense of, I don't have to have it all figured out. I'm, I don't have to worry about the results. I don't have to worry about my day because He, he calls me into this relationship and so many times, and many times throughout the day, I'll just, you know, I think he reminds me to give things to him. And walking through Philippians 4, 4 through 8, I do that so many times. Just to take, and I, I sometimes will actually close my eyes and take the hand of the Lord, um, like a little girl taking her dad's hand. And I just lean against him and anticipate his steps and his walk and I rest in that place knowing that he's going to lead me each step of the way and there's a real place of peace um, there um, being able to trust him what a beautiful picture of God's active identity in our lives I mean mm -hmm. active presence in our lives just shaping our identity in him uh, as he shapes us, but also as he leads us into uh, ministry opportunities. I mean, it's like all, it's all about him, right. you know, his strength, our weakness. Thanks so much, Jen, for sharing all of this. I think it's just been so encouraging for us to hear this. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Language 180 podcast. We welcome you to join us next time as we talk more about gospel fluency across cultures.